You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic with Dr. Heidi, a toxic relationship specialist. Here, we bring hope, healing, and freedom to those who have been affected by toxic relationships and emotional abuse. Learn to not only recognize a red flag when you see one, but have the courage to choose yourself and move forward in a life that's free from toxic control of others. Living in an environment that's not healthy for you can cause this type of abuse to be accepted as normal. The truth is, it's not normal. It's toxic. Hey everybody, welcome back. You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, Rid Your Life of Toxic People. This is Dr. Heidi. I know you guys already know this is Dr. Heidi because I say that at the beginning of every podcast. And I'm going to guess this isn't the first one you've listened to. So to all of you who've binged my podcasts, I feel so bad for you. You've got to be so sick of me. I get messages all the time that say, I binged your podcast over the weekend. I listen to every single podcast. I can't believe that I'm finished with them. And I'm thinking, you've listened to every single one of my podcasts and you're still listening? What is the matter with you? No, I'm just kidding. I really appreciate the fact that you guys give me feedback on this. Um, This work that I do makes my past make sense. It makes everything that I could not figure out in my former life make complete sense. And so it's for it's hats off to you guys because without doing this, I really probably wouldn't have completely understood exactly what I was going through. I remember being in it going, I feel like a good person. I feel like I help people. I feel like I am not, you know, manipulative and out to get people and I feel like I'm not mean, but how did I end up in this situation? Obviously, I now have a career, a full-time job of doing toxic relationship awareness and healing, and I would not be able to do it would I have not walked through that storm by myself. Um, I want to talk about a couple things today that are probably going to hit home with a lot of people. The first thing I do need to say is this is the second episode of 2021. I'm not going to announce that on every episode, but I know this is the second one because I can actually count to two. Um, The one announcement I want to let you know is the national conference is being moved back to March, which is the original month that I normally have it in. This is the fourth national conference and registration for it will be open next week. It's going to be in the St. Louis area again, and it's two days chucked full of the best educational information that I can get you in two days. So watch the um, social media pages and keep an eye on the website for your chance to register um, for the 2021 It's Not Normal, It's Toxic National Conference. And the theme this year is break free. Uh, We've been living trapped long enough. 2021 is your year. After, After making it through 2020, we all deserve a year to break free from something and make some changes. So Um, The information on the conference will be everywhere by next week. Today, I want to talk a little bit about one of the myths 
that I believe we hear going into relationships, especially marriages, that do not really apply to your toxic relationship. And I should also let you know, I'm recording this at quarter after 10 in the evening and I have no notes in front of me, so I am winging this. So we'll see how it goes. Maybe you'll understand it, maybe you won't, maybe you'll like it, maybe you don't. But how often in your life have you heard relationships are work? Uh, enough times to make you roll your eyes, right? I mean, every bridal shower is, that's the advice you get from the grandma. And, you know, anytime you're struggling, that's the advice you get from the counselors. And that's the advice you get from your moms and your dads. And when, you, when you're asking about why something is not going great in a relationship, more often than not, somebody says, well, relationships are work. I do believe relationships are work. I 100% believe that relationships are not easy. It takes hard work and it takes hard work from both people. An equal amount of giving and taking, an equal amount of respect, an equal amount of compromise, non-judgment, acceptance, and honesty. Relationships are work. You can't just wing it, so I get it. But I also know that the myth of relationships are work kept me in a relationship way too long. So think back at the beginning. And again, this is, this is probably gonna gear mostly towards intimate relationships and friendships, but think about the beginning of a relationship. What does the beginning of the relationship feel like? Everything is butterflies in your stomach. It's the infatuation period. And I meant to look up the definition of infatuation and I actually forgot, but everybody knows what I'm talking about. Beginnings of relationships are awesome, right? Everything is fun. This is a new person. You love being with them. You love to learn about them. They're fun to hang out with. You know, you could make a whole list of things why, why this might be the person or this might be your new best friend. Well, when we step into a toxic relationship, at that point, we have no idea we're in a toxic relationship because things seem so good. So what happens at the beginning of all relationships happens at the beginning of toxic relationships too. So honestly, unless you are being very, very, very skeptical and very aware and very untrusting, you're gonna miss some of this stuff. Because as I always say, everyone has toxic traits. We all do. We all have the ability to act with toxic behavior. So. People who, well, for lack of a better description, the people that are listening to this podcast are probably kind, good, caring, loving people because we end up being the targets for the toxic person. Now, where the disruption comes in in the beginning of a relationship is you get to know each other and we start investing. We start investing time. We start investing energy. We start you know, telling things about ourselves, maybe our secrets, maybe our securities, maybe our insecurities, maybe our strengths, maybe our dreams, maybe our goals, but we start exchanging information. And as you invest farther and farther into this relationship, the talk has to come up about where this relationship is going. Okay, when we step into a relationship or we step into a friendship, you're stepping into it for a reason. So ask yourself, why is it that 
I, as a human being, want to be in relationships. Okay, if I was just speaking for myself, it would be, I want to be in a relationship for emotional connection. I want to be in a relationship for friendship. I want to be in a relationship that will grow into something successful, that we grow closer together and we get stronger. I want to be in a relationship that has intimacy if we're talking about an intimate relationship and have those strong connections that over time, they just get stronger and stronger and stronger. If, if you didn't think that that's what was going to happen when you step into a relationship, you probably wouldn't step into it. But that's what our goal is. You know, and I mean, it's been decades and centuries and that people have been, quote, falling in love. You know, they find their life partner. And that's what we're all looking for. We're all looking for a friend circle. We're all looking for a best friend. So why would you step into the, a relationship if you weren't looking for something that is going to be successful? We're not going to step into a relationship that we already know is bad from the beginning. We'll, we'll step out of it if we see it. So we go back to the beginning of this relationship and as time passes, you start establishing where this relationship is going. And you reveal where you want it to go with the emotional connection and the intimacy and the friendship and the growth and the getting stronger and becoming best friends and supporting each other. That's where you want a relationship to go. And in the beginning of every relationship, that's what the other person says too. They tell you that they want the same thing as you. They tell you they want an intimate connection. They want emotional connection. They want to be your best friend. They want to grow together. They want to raise a family together. They want to have something that nobody else has something that's strong, something that's unbreakable. Now, the confusion comes in because that's the same thing a toxic person will tell you at the beginning of a relationship or at the beginning of a friendship. They're going to tell you that their goals are exactly the same as yours. So perfect. You know, if we're talking about the love bombing stage, they've been telling you that they love everything about you. All the character traits that you portray, your independence, the way you wear your hair, the strength, the way you're outspoken, the way you're financially stable, they love all of that. And now you've got that they love all of that on top of them telling you that you're working towards the same goal. So this sounds like exactly what you were looking for. The confusion comes in, however, they're telling you one thing and that is not at all the goal of a toxic person in a relationship. So they're over here telling you and convincing you that you're both working towards the same goal when ultimately their goal is completely different, but they are never going to reveal that to you. A toxic person's goal in a relationship is to find security in themselves. And I don't remember if I've gone into this very much in past podcasts, but toxic people in general are quite insecure in themselves. And we, we know that our self-security has to come from ourselves. It has to come from self-worth, self-confidence, and the things that, that you're working for in your life is what makes you feel secure in yourself. A toxic person does not operate like that. Somebody with a toxic personality uses the people around them and what the people around them can give them to make themselves feel secure. So while you're over here thinking, yes, their goal for this relationship is exactly the same as mine, they're over here going, I really need this relationship 
so I can feel secure in myself. And I've talked about it before. I talk about it with almost every client on the first or second call. Because they're insecure, they need to feel four things. They need to feel control, power, attention, and admiration. And you guys already know this if you're an avid podcast listener because I mention those four things quite often. So while you're over here thinking our goal in this relationship is the same and we can put that goal out in front of us and we can join hands and we can walk to that goal together. That's what you're thinking. They're not thinking that even a little bit, even though they've told you that, because how else would they get you to invest in the relationship if they didn't tell you that their goal was the same as yours? But behind the scenes, their entire reason for stepping into any relationship in their life is to find one of those four things or more than one of those four things so that they feel secure in themselves. So it's, it's a little bit of a bait and switch. They would never realize that that's what they're doing because that's the only type of relationships they ever invest in. A toxic personality would never invest in a relationship that didn't feed them one of those four things. So when we say relationships are hard, we already know that. We already know it's going to be work. We already know we're going to have to sacrifice. We already know we're going to have to be transparent and we're going to have to be honest. And because this person has told us that their goal is the same, we assume that they know it's going to be work, that they know that, that they know there's going to be compromise, that they know that there has to be trust and there has to be honesty in order for this relationship to work and head towards the goal that you both said you're working towards. Okay, a toxic person has absolutely no intention of working towards that goal with you. But the entire relationship, they will tell you that that's what they're working for. Because otherwise you wouldn't stick around. You would start questioning them, questioning them very early on. So when you go back to the beginning of the relationship, because they need those four things, the beginning of the relationship, what do you think you are supplying them with? Attention and admiration. The beginning of the relationships with the googly eyes and I just met my soulmate and I can't believe this person is so awesome. That is attention and admiration. And through the learning process, as you're trying to figure out where this relationship is going, they start investigating. They start investigating your strengths and your weaknesses and your securities and your insecurities and who your support system is and, you know, your financial status and if they like your friends and you know what the hangups are going to be. And as soon as they know enough about you, they move you from the person who is supplying them with the attention and admiration into the person that they now feel control and power from. And I bet most of you that are listening and are in some type of long-standing toxic relationship, you can identify when that switch happened. You know, and, and it could be any different, any different length of time. Sometimes it's three months, sometimes it's two years, sometimes it's an event that changes it. Sometimes it's, it's the marriage, the actual act of finalizing and getting married. Sometimes it's when the first baby shows up. Sometimes it's when you move in together, but almost everybody can go, yes, it was really good. And then all of the sudden things started changing. It's at that all of the sudden point that you are being switched from the one who is the prime source of their attention and admiration to the prime source of them feeling control and power. And that's when the name calling and the belittling and the sarcastic remarks start. 
that's when the blaming starts. That's when, you know, they start um, not coming home or start not answering your questions and you start mistrusting them. It's when that switch from the, from the person who supplies them with the attention and admiration into the person that supplies them with power and control. So if, if that makes sense up to this point, I want to move on with relationships or work. Relationships are work. I said this in the beginning, but it takes hard work from both. Okay, once they've switched you into the person that is feeding them the control and power, and you're the one that's getting blamed for everything, what do we do? We need to fix it. So that balance of both people working an equal amount starts getting unbalanced a little bit. The more you do, the less they do because they already know that you're working towards this goal that they've told you they're also working towards and your eye is still on that goal. Or they've long forgot the fact that that was the goal because now that they've got you switched into the person that they get their control and power feeling from, they don't, they don't really need that goal anymore because now what they're getting is they're getting their feeling of self-security because they're in control of you and they're in control of your emotions and they're in control of where you go and who you talk to and how you dress. So they don't really need that goal anymore, but they haven't told you that they're no longer working towards that goal. So you feel like that's exactly where you're going. So we hear things like, you have your whole life to figure this relationship out. Marriage takes work. Relationships take, take, takes work, you know, and no relationship is perfect. So, you assume, okay, I just have to do better. I just have to try harder. I just have to jump on that treadmill. And if I can get everything done perfectly and to their approval, we're going to reach that goal together. And the more you are on that treadmill, the less they're doing. And we all know where we go on a treadmill. You work your living ass off and you stay in the same place, right? But while you're on that treadmill and you're trying to get the relationship where you want it and you're putting all this work into it and you're trying to be the perfect partner for them and act the way they want and do everything perfect, you have no time for yourself while you're on that treadmill. So all of your attention while you're working really hard is on gaining their acceptance and gaining their approval. And the really tricky thing about this is they have no intention of ever giving you their acceptance. They have no intention of ever giving you their approval. They just set you over here on a treadmill and they go, okay, you go to work, you keep working towards that goal, and I'm going to continue doing what I need to do so I feel secure every day. Because once you, you have all been there, once you reach that one thing that they said, if you can just change this, our relationship is going to be better. What happens when you get there? What happens when you accomplish that? What happens once you've changed it and you feel like, Yes, this is what they've asked me to do and I did it. You tell them you did it and everything's great and what has happened? They've changed the rule or they've set another expectation or that's not quite what they meant. But at the end of the day, you still believe you're working towards the same goal. So you jump back on the treadmill and you try harder and you work to be perfect and you work not to make them mad and you try to stay out of conflict and you try to stay one step ahead of them because in your mind, we're still working towards the same goal. Now who is putting in 
80% of the work and who is now putting in 20% of the work. This is no longer a relationships are work type of scenario. This is now a relationship that says, you're gonna work harder on my life than I am and you're gonna work harder on my life than you're gonna work on your life. That's exactly how entering into a relationship with a toxic person works. It's signing a contract that you will work harder on their life than you'll work on your own, which is kind of depressing. But because in the beginning, or because when you've had trouble and you've had to have talks or you have tried to leave, the person always comes back and tells you, no, 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 we're working at this, we're working towards the same goal, remember? And they remind you how dedicated they were to this goal in the beginning. And then you go, oh yeah, that's right. Relationships are work. All the while, them not telling you they're really not working because as long as they're in control and they're feeling power and you're on the treadmill and your attention is on them, they've already reached their goal. They're getting exactly what they need. And you know, a lot of you that I, that I talk to on the phone, I don't talk to you the first time you want to break off this relationship. I don't talk to you the first time you've tried to end this friendship. I don't talk to you the first time that you have tried to break away from a toxic parent or a toxic family member. I talk to you about the third or fourth time that you know you have to leave because you've tried it before. And what happens when you leave? Or what happens when you say, this is no longer working for me? Oh, the person from the beginning pops out and we, we refocus on that goal that we talked about in the beginning that you've thought this whole entire time you're working towards. And they remind you that that is their goal as well. And once again, you believe them because why would we not? Now you've invested time, you've invested energy. You might have kids by now. So they've just reaffirmed that yes, that is the goal I'm working towards. So what do we do? We go back and we jump right back on the treadmill. And each time you go back, they will make it harder for you to get off that treadmill. They're gonna make it harder for you to break free the next time. Because each time you try to leave and they convince you the goals are the same, who ends up looking like the one who doesn't want to stay in the relationship? You do. Because as far as they're concerned, they're not really paying attention to how hard you're working. They're just making sure you know you're not working hard enough. So when we talk about relationships are work, yeah, relationships are work. Friendships are work. Friendships are gonna fall apart if, if both parties don't invest in them. So the reason toxic relationships are work is because you're doing all the work and they have no intention of doing the work because their goal in the relationship is completely different. For you to get anywhere in a relationship, you have to have the same goals. For you to get anywhere in, in life, you have to have goals. So if you're gonna have goals and work, work towards this goal as a team, it has to be the same one. And if you think about this, I use this a lot with my clients too. If you're a business owner and you want a successful business, you are gonna hire the best person that can see your vision to help you develop a specific successful business. We need to be that same person when we're hiring for a life partner or when we're hiring for a best friend. Why are we hiring people that aren't proving that this is going to be a successful relationship? You know, and it does take time to figure out that 
the person that showed up in the beginning is not the true person. But that is why it's so confusing to you when you've been working so hard because you know relationships are work and you've put everything that you could put into this relationship and nothing seems to be working. Bottom line is your goals are completely different. But they trick you by telling you their goal is the same as yours. So you feel guilty when you question it. You feel guilty when you want out. You feel obligated because you've invested in it. You know, they're emotionally abusive people. They use your emotions to remind themselves they're in control. If they can cause you to feel guilty, if they can cause you to get upset, if they can cause you to be happy, if they can make you cry, those are all emotions. And the minute they can cause that, it reminds them they're in control. And if somebody can control your emotions, they're pretty much in control of your thoughts, your decisions, your self-worth. So who now is doing all the work in the relationship? So you have to start evaluating. Yeah, we know relationships are work. The healthiest of relationships are work, but it's because it's two people working towards the same goal and working the same amount, not one person working towards the goal and begging the other person to come with you. So yes, I guess my point is relationships are work, but when you enter into a relationship with a toxic person, they have no intention of putting the work in to have a successful relationship. Because once they get you where they need you, they've already reached their goal. As soon as they know they're in control, and as soon as that control makes them feel secure, that's the only goal they really care about. So I hope this clears up a little bit. You know, I've talked about square peg, round hole, and that's exactly what this is. It's two people in a relationship working towards two completely different goals. And at the end of the day, you and I both know that is going to be an unending battle. So as far as relationships are work, yeah, they are. They aren't easy. There's nothing about a strong relationship that isn't, that does not require a little bit of compromise, that does not require mutual respect, that does not require the equal amount of giving from both parties. But if you are working towards it together, you get the relationship that you're seeking. You get the relationship with intimacy, with an emotional connection, one that develops a friendship stronger than you ever imagined, one that is a successful, strong relationship because when you reach the goal, you have both been striving for that exact same goal. And that's just not how it is when you are in a toxic relationship. The goals are completely different. So this is kind of a sad podcast, I guess. I'm feeling a little, uh, you know, as I'm, as I'm trying to wrap it up. But, you know, I hope it explains a little of why the confusion from the beginning of the relationship to how you're feeling now. It's because the goals are completely different. So start, start evaluating, you know, why did you step into the relationship? What were you looking for? And then ask yourself if the actions, not the words of the toxic person in your life, if the actions are showing that they're working towards that same goal, because they'll say whatever they need to say to convince you that, yes, that's the goal they're working towards. So if their actions aren't matching up to their words, their goals in the relationship are not the same as yours. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic. If your life is being affected by a toxic relationship, visit coachingwithdrheidi.com and take our free toxicity profile analysis or schedule a personalized consultation with Dr. Heidi. You can also follow us on Instagram at Coaching with Dr. Heidi or join our private Facebook group at Strength Within. Take your first step to freedom today. And remember, it's not normal, it's toxic. Thank you.